some glad morning when this life is o'er I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore I'll fly away die hallelujah by and by I'll fly away that's happy music and we're happy today so glad to be able to come to you on this edition of from the shepherd to the sheep and today we have a guest speaker my protege brother Tyler Candy he's doing a great work for God and we're so pleased with him and what he's doing for the Lord Jesus we welcome him today brother Tyler hello and welcome back to our series in the month of June in the subject of communion. No, again, we are not talking about the Lord's Supper. Uh, that is uh, separate. That is talking about our remembering of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. This communion we are talking about is fellowship. It is having a right relationship with God. We've already looked at communion with the Father, communion with the Son, and communion with the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to focus in a little bit on how we ought to have that communion and how holiness is essential to communion. How holiness is essential to having that relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Welcome to From the Shepherd to the Sheep. We are so very thankful for the wonderful growth that we have seen over the last few months. We'd love to continue to see this amazing growth continue on our platforms. Would you be a part of it? Would you join us and subscribe or like our pages on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, or follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share this with somebody else, and we will continue to grow our wonderful platforms that God has blessed us truly with, and we thank you for it. Let's open up our King James Bible and look at God's Word and see how holiness is essential to communion. I'd like for us to turn and to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We've been in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, 1 John chapter 1, and Revelations chapter 3 so far, and we are going to continue now in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In verse 14, Paul says here, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Here we see the wonderful verses that are challenging us, that are exhorting us to not be like the world, to not commune with the world, to not have ungodly relationships with unbelievers. If you and I are, are believers, then we ought not to be fellowshipping with unbelievers. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to seclude ourselves in some cabin in the woods so far 
in West Virginia or the mountains of Montana that uh, nobody else will ever see us because we don't want to fellowship with unbelievers. Now, that's not God's program. God's program is for us to go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. How can you do that from a cabin secluded somewhere in the United States? No, God's plan is for you to be in the world, but not of the world. His plan is not necessarily for you to enter into a relationship with an unbeliever, whether it's uh, a, 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 a relationship in terms of um, husband and wife, or maybe it's a business relationship or a friendship, those, those sorts of things. We want to make sure that we are not unequally yoking ourselves up with unbelievers. We must be separate. We must be separated from the world. God cannot be around unholiness, for he is holy. And because he is holy, he cannot fellowship with those that are unholy. He cannot fellowship with darkness, for he is light. He cannot uh, stand righteousness, for he is righteous. And he cannot be around unholiness because he is holy. And if you and I understand this, then you and I will get the reason why holiness is essential to communion. We are God's people. We are believers of Christ, and we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. We've talked about that over our last three devotionals on this subject. And because of that, we have the ability to be separate from the world. And we shouldn't yoke up with the unbelievers of this world. If we commune with this world, we cannot commune with God. But if we commune with God, we have an opportunity. We are less likely, we, are, we desire less to be around the things of this world, to commune with this world. And we will uh, allow God's holiness and righteousness and light to begin to fill us and to begin to transform our lives into what God has in store for us, his perfect plan for our lives. But we cannot be doing that if we are instead being in the world. The Bible talks how our vessel can only be full of, of one thing. If you fill a cup of water, you also can't fill it full of coffee. If you fill it full of coffee, then you can't fill it full of water. It's a mixture of the two, and it, it'll probably not taste really good. It'll probably taste like watered-down coffee. And who wants to drink watered-down coffee at this hour in the morning? No, sir, give me some uh, give me some hot, warm, Colombian dark roast, and I'm awake and ready to go. But I don't pour water into my dark roast. No, that's not God's plan for our lives. If we are instead filled with Him, as it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, we also will not be able to be filled with the world. But that's a decision that you have to make. That's a decision that I have to make every day. Maybe it's even every hour. Am I going to live my life today, this hour, filled with the Holy Spirit? Or am I going to commune with the world? Am I going to uh, conform my life to what the world has it, their standards for? No, the Bible says to come out from among them and be separate, and he will be a father unto us. And uh, as a father, I understand how wonderful that is. I had a father. I have a father. He's still alive, and I get to see him on on a regular basis, and now I am a father to my children, and I get to shower them with blessings. I get to show them my love, and God wants to do the same to you. So that's why holiness is essential to our communion with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as we've already looked at the life of Enoch, Abraham, 
and Jacob in terms of the, this aspect of communion. I think of the life of Noah in terms of this holiness aspect of being separate and coming out from among them. For in the time of Noah, there was great wickedness, similar to what we have in our lives today. In, in society, it is degrading down so much that it doesn't look any different for when it was in the times of Noah. And yet Noah came out from among them and was separate. He built the ark even though it hadn't rained forever because of the firmament above the earth that was wrapping around it. Rain wasn't an option and it had no idea what rain was, but, but God told Noah to build an ark and save his family and those that would believe. And although nobody believed, nobody came in except for Noah and his family. God truly blessed them. And he blessed them because they were separate, because they chose to follow God and not man. They chose to conform to the image of God instead of the image of man. And the Bible tells us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Will you do that today? Will you try, strive to be holy today so that you can commune with God? I hope that you'll do so and God will bless you for it. Contend for the faith, pray for revival, and may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for that. What a blessing. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for what we've heard today. Help us now to know for sure that heaven is our home and that we're living in the center of your perfect will. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, if you've never been saved, call upon the name of Jesus right now. He's the only one who can save you. Just pray something like this from your heart to God. Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I deserve to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus died to save me, and right now I receive him into my heart as my own personal Savior. If you prayed that prayer, won't you let us know? We'd love to rejoice with you and be a help to you. And right now, I want to encourage everyone to keep winning souls and keep on living the Christian life. Father, we thank you for the Christians out there today who've been encouraged and are going to go on for you today. Help them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, the only way we can live this life for Jesus Christ successfully is by His grace. Join me if you would. Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me I once was lost But now I'm found Was blind But now I see God bless you today listening to From the Shepherd to the Sheep Daily Devotionals. This is a ministry of Central Baptist Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. If you would like to learn more about our ministries, you can find us online at cbcwoodbridge.org. You will also find many other helpful resources there, including preaching, devotionals, and songs. We thank you for listening to this devotional, From the Shepherd to the Sheep.